You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And in this episode, we have uh, a really lovely woman who's a friend of mine called Cecilia Nelson Hurt. And um, she's going to be my guest in this episode. And in fact, the interview had two distinct parts. So I'm now putting in part one and part two. So we're going to have part one this week and part one um, the following week. So you can um, get two weeks worth of Cecilia and you'll you'll understand why that is going to be such a wonderful experience for you. So I'm really excited that she's on the show. But before we um, go any further, I do want to do another quote from Toni Morrison, who passed away um, on the 5th of August and who has given so much to all of us. And my last... Um, in my, sh- in my What's Been Driving Me This Week, you can see that I, I shared... Um, a quote there and this one is um something that she said um in an interview it's something that she talks to her students about and what she said was when you get these jobs that you have been so brilliantly trained for just remember that your real job is that if you are free you need to be free you need to free somebody else if you have some power then your job is to empower somebody else this is not just a grab bag candy game. And we talk about that a lot and She's Got Drive. We talk about empowering others. We talk about supporting others. We talk about opening doors. We talk about sponsorship. And um, when you've got a seat at the table, inviting others to be at the table as well. And so... You know, I wanted to share that quote of all the many quotes that are floating around around Toni Morrison. It's one of the ones that stood out for me. So we miss her, we we but we hold her in our hearts with her through her work, and I just wanted to honor her today. If you are enjoying the show and enjoying She's Got Drive, can I ask you to rate and review the show? You know, it's so important that the ratings and the reviews really help in driving the um, and increasing the downloads, increasing more people finding out about She's Got Drive and more women being inspired by the stories of other women, the tools that I'm sharing on She's Got Drive as well. So please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to She's Got Drive and rate and review the show. It really, really, really makes a difference. The other thing that I want to remind you of is, you know, last time I was talking about the August as a bridge and my and what's been driving me this week and the various things I, I'm doing. And I remind it, it, I remembered then, of course, that I've got the four step goalkeeper, the four step goalkeeper. She is something that you can use all the time. So, you know, the link is in the show notes, you know, download it. Think about what you want to accomplish for the rest of the year. And then, you know, use it as a reflective tool as well as a planning tool. So there's the full steep goalkeeper. So it's um, shirleymacalpon.com forward slash goalkeeper. And you can find it there for download. 
Now, let's come back to Cecilia. Now, Cecilia, um, as I said, this is two part. The first part is we is as she shares more about her relationship with her husband. And, you know, the one thing I love about when I do these interviews, you never kind of, you know, I have these questions and you kind of never know where it's going to kind of pan out into. And the power of our partnerships in our life, in us being, and its connection to our, us being satisfied in life, of course, and our professional success can't be underestimated. You know, that so many times I, I speak to so many women and black women who are really, really successful professionally and are, have not been as successful in their personal life, finding their partner. And so when, when that, emerges as a conversation I always think it's really powerful to hear someone's story of discovering their life partner how they how they you know how they how they work things out together and what does it look like what does it feel like and what's been their own lessons as they've traveled that way so I you know so that's the first part is a lot around that and then the second part you'll you'll hear what um Cecilia does um and the second part is really focused around her work and the work that she does at L'Oreal, but also the work that she's doing in the world, in the fiber community, and how, when you're being called to something, how, how do you respond? You know, when, you're, when you're, your passion and your heart space is calling you to be a contribution to a particular space, how do you respond? And then what's, what do you... How do you navigate that? And how, and how, and we start to talk about how do we pay attention enough to look after ourselves as we do that kind of work in the world too. So that's the two parts. So I, I, I wanted to split it up because otherwise it, it would just be too long an episode and, um, and there were two distinct things. So I hope you enjoy both of them. And let me tell you a little bit around about Cecilia before I, I go over to the interview. So Cecilia is the AVP of, of diversity and inclusion for L'Oreal USA. And she's res- that means she's responsible for shaping the diversity effort through the innovative initiatives that underscore the company's commitment and its mission to build the standard in making beauty inclusive. She works with leadership across divisions and departments of the company to educate and promote diversity processes and procedures to positively impact the effectiveness of the organization and how the employees are engaged. It includes work with um, the New York Coalition of 100 Black Women's Role Model Week and the New York Urban League's Empowerment Days for Young Men and Women. Those are the kinds of activities that she does. It's quite wide ranging. But before she was at L'Oreal, Cecilia um, was a vice president at University Relations for J.P. Morgan Chase where she was responsible for managing the campus recruitment and diversity relationships, as well as financial endowments across the historical black colleges and universities. She's on the advisory board of the Black Women of Influence. She is herself a trailblazer. She lives in Queens. She's wonderful. I've known her for a while now. You're going to love her. And I'm going to hand you over to Cecilia Nelson Hurt. Cecilia, thank you so much for being a guest on She's Got Drive. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is an overdue time for us to talk, right? It is, yeah, it is. I've always, since I met you, 
two and a half years ago, something yeah. like that. You know, I've kind of always wanted you on the show. And, um, yeah. and I think I want to say, you know, you're going to share with us what you do. And I just want to say why I wanted you on the show. You know, okay. start there. I mean, apart from the fact that you're just a wonderful woman, right? And the, in terms of you knowing you, you know, you're a leader in at L'Oreal in terms of DNI and, and what you're causing in the organisation. You're a connector. You're a supporter of women. I see it, you know, in how you, I experience you and how I see you move in the world. You know, whether that's um, in person or online, and. Yeah. Um, and so the, and the, and you're up to really important work in the world and so i wanted to like us to have some chance to for you to share what that work is share how you're doing it share more about you and how you got here and then see where this conversation takes us you know okay wonderful oh this is, this is great and i'm sitting there um, I'm listening to you talk and i'm a little overwhelmed and getting a little misty because you know we go about making a life, right? And making a path. And you see, I'm getting a little bit misty here. Mm -hmm. And we set goals for ourselves and we have ambitions. And so I think I'm, I always say, and I've been saying for the past year that planting seeds that I'm going to sow later and I'm doing all these things that will have, that will reap, I'll reap the benefits from later. And so I was talking with Brandis from Harlem Fashion Row. And I saw, so I was saying, you know, I'm really planting my seeds. And she's like, so, so you, you've been planting seeds. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're in the middle of harvesting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so, and so I'm like, no, I, I, cause I look at people and again, you know, we always have a tendency to look at others. And while we shouldn't measure ourselves by others in that way, we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So we all have people who, who we look up to. And so with me having amazing women, you know, you included, who I look up to and I admire, mm -hmm. I see myself on, on a journey becoming, and I'm still becoming. So thank you for seeing me, one, mm -hmm. and for acknowledging the impact and the difference that I'm trying to make in the work that I'm doing both at L'Oreal as well as externally. So... What I do in my day job, I am in the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at L'Oreal uh, USA. I've been with the company for 11 years. I've been in my current role for going on four years, I would say. I truly love the work that I do because I love that I get to be responsible for shaping uh, programs and initiatives mm -hmm. that really support marginalized people. And whether it's women of color or the LGBTQI community or veterans, you know, I'm the person responsible for L'Oreal's engagement with our employees that fit into the groups that I mentioned, as well as the external facing world. So I get to, to, to act with the USO or the human rights campaign on for gender equality for LGBTQI or the national or the New York Urban League. And, you know, I really found a place where my passion that I for these groups mm -hmm. and I do believe that I do have a purpose, that there is a reason why I am in this seat at this moment mm -hmm. has come to this this juncture. And I've come to a place of, okay, I can make a difference. 
And, you know, my, my prayer is always, Lord, how would you have me use these gifts that you've given me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, let your voice be the loudest voice that I hear so that I know that I'm doing the right thing. Right. And trusting that every door that's opened is open because it's for me to go through. Right. And, if, and if it's closed, it's because it's not my door. It's not your door. It's yeah, not my door. It's not your door. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful because you're, you are making a difference, you know. Um, your work really matters and it's a very difficult job, you know. Yeah. I mean, let's, that's an understatement. Let's be yeah. real. You know, the system, all systems, the nature of organizations is... You know, some people will feel excluded and some people will feel included at different points. For, and some fall into multiple groups that experience obstacles. Yeah, and some, intersectionality. Yeah, that's right. And some fall into categories or groups that have privilege. And so when those, converse, those are very difficult conversations to have. And yeah. then it's also about how do we acknowledge, celebrate, appreciate, the difference as well as look at you know what the challenges that those differences bring how do you remove obstacles there's so much in yeah um, it's loaded it's loaded part of, of of who i am right i've learned to own the title of being a connector for for a while i shied away from the title because i was equating being a connector with being a networker and i had a negative mm connotation of being a networker because I saw like I I didn't want to be that person who was networking for the sake of networking like just collecting people right and 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 but I learned that I could be very intentional with my networking so I do consider myself now an intentional networker but I'm also a connector and it's just what I do and I you know if, if I'm in a space and you're there and there's someone else there, it's important for that whoever else is there to know that you're there and to yes. know why they should know you. Yes. And it's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy bringing people together. And with social media, I love to see how the connections that I was responsible for bringing t- t- together have blossomed into their own relationship. Right. And not for a pat on the back, or not to look at or look at or look at what I've done, but just to know that okay, so my my role was to be the catalyst for those two people to, to come together. Right, right. And and it's okay if I have no longer role, no other role in that relationship. Other and than that. And, right. Right. So 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 the FOMO, right? I don't feel like I'm missing out when I see two people that I've connected go on to do something else Mm. that I'm not part of because maybe it's not for me to be a part of that. And my role was to be the person to bring them to know each other. Yeah. I think you bring a really good distinction between networking and and being a connector and and they are different. And, And I think one of the things about networking, when we network, it's like really when we're, we have our own needs at the center of that, really, I think, in networking. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And we go in to see, and even though when we're connecting with someone, we're still looking, what, how could I be of service to that person? Yes. And how can that person be of service to me in, our, in, in the networking engagement? 
Connector yeah. is different. Connector is really outside of yourself. Connector is really looking at, the, as you said, two people or more and going, oh, you want to, know, to, each other. to know each other. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you literally say that sometimes. You're like, this is Shirley. This is so-and-so. You should know each other. Yeah. Over to you. Oh, I'm yeah. off now. I'm going off to connect someone else. You know, so you, you, I see you do that and I see you call it out as well. And, and it is a very, very powerful. It's a, it's a gift. It's a gift. So I'm really glad that you're leaning into it because you allow yeah. for more for to emerge. Yeah. Right. For you to it's be like, you. Okay. Yes. So and, and I love that you said it's being in service to other because I really started to look at my life from that perspective mm -hmm. of, OK, so how can I be in service to and that, too, could be di different things at a different time or different day of the week. But as you're connecting and, and people, your role is to be in service to right. to whatever should happen, right. right? Whatever's supposed to happen. And if you trust and, you know, as you get older and you have hindsight and you look back, you're like, oh, okay, that's why that was supposed to happen right. that way. Right. When it's your time, it's your time. It's your and time. so mm -hmm. something that my grandmother always said, and my grandmother, I, I find myself like quoting her a lot this, um, this year, she, she would have been a hundred in a couple of weeks. And I'm just, right. a lot of her, her isms are coming to me and it makes so much sense like if you think about all the things that uh, all the isms that your parents said that you know you took in 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 one ear and they went out the other ear but then you go through life and you're like oh that's what she meant oh uh, exactly yes that's what she meant and so yes. my my grandmother really had a thing of what's for you will not pass you my mom used to say that what's for you and so i i, I found it on the alex and annie um bracelet and i wear it and I wasn't, you know, I'm an only child and as an only child, I was always very observant of what others had and, and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, she has this and I don't have that. And, and my grandma's like, well, that's not, that's not for you. And I was like, well, I don't understand why I can't go, you know, mm -hmm. and as she's explaining to me and she was very wise and she's like, what's for you will not pass you mm -hmm. when it's your time, it's right? You. What God has set aside for, 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 um, um, for you is yours. Right. And nothing that anyone can do can block that blessing from getting to you. People could try to trip you up and perhaps it'll take you a little longer if you let the, the detours and the, you know, things that, that take your attention away mm -hmm. make, make you lose focus. Right. Right. So you might get it later, but if it's for you, it will manifest itself in some exactly. way or form and all the signs. And, and, and when you finally get to that juncture, where you have the thing that's for you because it didn't pass you, you'll realize how God had all along been trying to give it to you to get your attention. But because we're human and because we have our own way of, of, of looking at things, we lose sight of it. Exactly. And, and we, we get in our own Yeah, way. exactly. We, we put stuff in the way of us seeing seeing yeah. it but it will come back around if it's boring. it will come back around mm -hmm. and you know my, my my husband and i we joke about that all the time because you know my husband we've been married now it'll be six years okay. we've been reconnected for 10 but we dated in high school right so we dated wow. decades ago that's a and beautiful we, and story. Up, right and you know it's it's becoming a more common Facebook story. But what I think is different about our story is mm -hmm. we broke up after high school. Um, we broke up in high school. We somehow or another found a way to end high school speaking 
to, to, to each other. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then we lost sight of each other for a number, number of years. And so when we re- we reconnected, we started to talk about all the things we had done in the, 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 the 20 plus years of being apart. Right. After high school, we both went to the same church. But when he saw me there, he was like, I, don't, I, I can't see her every day. So I'm not going to go to this church. I'm going to find another church. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's opportunity one. Right. Second, we both worked for the same company and didn't know it. We overlapped. Wow. prior to me leaving that company and going on to work for Chase. Right. And so we talked about all these junctures, like, wow, I was there and I was there, like all these points in time. And so I said to him, you know, what if God was trying to bring us back to together sooner? And because of our human right. uh, frailties, we got in the way of that. But, you know, when we did reconnect, he was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was here in New York. And the way we were living our lives, we would never, or perhaps from from the the physical from sense, the laws of probability, right? The laws of probability. When would? Because I, you know, unless I'm in a conference in Charlotte, right? Like I don't see what we would have. Nothing wrong with when, Charlotte, but it's not like a but, place but, that but you Charlotte, would regularly like, go to. I more go to Atlanta. I more go right. to Chicago. I just right. wasn't going to Charlotte, and there weren't schools that I was recruiting from, so. There were that there were no natural occurrences for us to meet until Facebook. Right. And then when and then when we reconnected, we started to talk about all of the close calls. Like I literally walking to Chase every day. I would get off the bus on Third Avenue, walk through his office building because his building connected from Third to Lexington. I would walk through his whatever your higher power is that you believe in and you believe in destiny there are things that are destined for you mm-hmm. and that given the time and the opportunity it will not pass you right right yeah they're both your your story and um the story of your friend is very powerful yeah because that that there, that's crazy there were so many yeah. moments and then it didn't happen it didn't happen it didn't happen and then it happened and they, it happened at a point where you both could receive each other. We both were we both, we both were mentally available. Right. We both were emotionally available, not right. connected, committed. Because so many times you meet people who, you know, when they finally marry that person who'd been their friend for 30 years, it's, oh, but you know what? I was in a relationship and he was available. Then he was in a relationship and then I was available. Like they're never available at the same time right. until they are, right? And for Jerome and I, when we connected, you know, we both were available. And I think, you know, God knew that I needed to see him in this way at that point in time. And in he really is, I want to, like, he's such a partner for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's so he puts for, up with a lot. <laughs> he's so for you. That's you know, so apparent. That's so you know, apparent. It's so, it's so important. And I, I know, um, Michelle Obama was recently interviewed and she talked about being team teammates and the importance right. Right, right. of each person in the team. And I love her. I love the quote. And I, I reposted it because that's how I feel about, about Jerome. Like he's, he is my biggest cheerleader when I'm like, okay, babe, I love to knit. He's like, okay, great. If, if we're going to travel, I'm going to help you find a, a yarn shop. 
if you're going to do a podcast, you know, I'm going to help print print t-shirts. I'm going to carry your bag. I'm going to, you know, so he's like, how can I, how can I help you? Yes. Yes. And And when people are looking for like, you know, you see the hashtag, hashtag relationship goals. One of the things I think is a such a good guide. It really is. Is the person that you're with for you? for you winning, for you expanding, for you growing? You know, what does their expression of love look like? Or Um, is it something that's about you keeping where you are, shrinking, you know? And there are people who like want to, for for whatever reason, this isn't a judgment, it's just like an assessment. You know, is it someone who's keeping you, wants to keep you where you are? Is it someone who really wants to empower you? And not support growth, right? Right. Um, really early in our relationship, and I love how this conversation is going on to the relationship, um, uh, the the then head of diversity for L'Oreal, um, Edward um, Bullock, his wife had passed away. And they were together for a number of years. And so he was in the role for a number of years as well and with the company. So a lot of us went to, to the funeral. And, you know, they were very prominent figures in their community in, in, in New Jersey and so and in their church. And everyone who got up and spoke about this woman acknowledged how much he loved his wife. And that just really left a thumbprint on me. And I came home from the funeral saying, I want to know what's our marriage ministry. Mm. Like, what's the, what, like, why did God bring us together? Like, what, because, again, he brought us together for each other, but he brought us together for a bigger purpose, right? What's the testimony that, what's the lesson? What will other, what will other people get out of being around us? What will other people get out of seeing the way that, that we, that, that we love each other? And not being so prescriptive, but I was thinking, like, okay, so what's, what's our love message? What's our... You know what is that? What is that? That ministry? And so you know, again, we don't think about that all the time. But every now and then, when people say, "Oh, you guys' relationship goes," I'm like, "Yeah, we we have our moments, right?" And but it is important to find that person who compliments you and challenges you, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. can grow with you. Right. You know, so many people, you know, and I'm I so respect. I have a few friends whose parents are, are celebrating 50 years of marriage, and I just want to bow at your feet and just sit and just learn, right? Like, because I and and I think I said this after a month of marriage. Like anyone who's been married for two months more than me, I need to understand how. <laughs> if you did it more than me, longer than me, and you know, it's important to get the lessons. And so, for me, it's like okay, so. It's important that as we go through our trials and tribulations, and we're not always at the top of the hill. Sometimes we're in the valley, but we're in the valley to together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and even when we are arguing, and I don't like a thing, I love him. Yes, yes, so, yes. The thing, whatever that That's thing is, so I don't like in that critical. moment. Right. I love him. Right. And so, as long as there's love. And you can see your way through the thing because whatever the thing is, when you look back, that thing would have been so temporary. Yeah, totally. And so many, and I'm not saying, you know, don't end, don't leave relationships that have ceased to serve and ceased, ceased to grow. I would never say stay in a place where you're, where you're bound or, you know, confined if it's not, confined if it's not um, I'm healthy, but people give up so quickly because there wasn't love. I think right? that it's really 
important this conversation because I mean, it's so interesting how this is emerging. So Dan and I have been together for 19 years. We've, this year we'll be married for 18 years in November. And, you know, it's through all those years, the love is always present. You right. don't always have right. the experience of love. Does that make sense? Like in a moment yeah. when he's, he's being annoying, <laughs> it's just like not feeling the love right now. Yeah, no. Not feeling the love right now. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But, you know, I put out, one of the episodes I put out was about our relationship, um, our agreements that we came up with when we got together and we got married. And there were certain things that we live by in our relationship. And, you know, one of them is that there, we our belief is there isn't anything that can't get resolved in communication. Yes. So we know that even in those most challenging times when, you know, we have to make certain decisions, when we don't see things in the same way, it's just like, we are gonna figure this out. And even though it gets figured out in a series of conversations on a foundation of love respect. Yes, yes, that's so important. Then you can figure it out. Having proximity to other marriages, right? And particularly, good marriages as well as marriages that perhaps have not stood the test of time mm -hmm. allow you to see like, okay, so that's not going to work for me. Right. Right. And so while you're curating and you're developing your own marriage and your own, because you're different people, you definitely can see the examples of the, the, the couples that have stood the test of time, the couples that have learned patience in a different way. Right. Like Jerome is uber patient. Mm -hmm. I am not as patient. And so it's the yin and the yang, right? Right. It's the it's the meeting each other where we are. And so we know that we're both not perfect. We we say that all the time. We're imperfect, mm -hmm. but we're two imperfect people who are who fit with each other. Yeah. So we're on you know, no marriage is perfect and no and no marriage is without issues, right? But having those agreements that you talked about are very important. Um, when we started dating, because we were older, he had been married before, I'd been committed and, and, and engaged before, um, it was important to outline, okay, this is what I'm, this is what I'm looking for, because I'm older now. So this is, this is what I know. I want somebody who, you know, I like, I like the arts. And so I want somebody who, you don't have to like the arts right now, but you need to be open, right? I like to travel. I, you know, so these are all the things that I, you know, I, I need a Christian, a Christian found foundation because I want to go to church and I want God to be at the center of our marriage. And he was like, oh yes, absolutely. Prayer. And, you know, so we, we held all these things that we agreed upon. And because we were older and we both have kids separately and we weren't going to have kids together. Right. So, so we knew that. And, and our joke was, it's just me and you. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. You know what? I loved, I loved, you can hear that I love talking to Cecilia. Out of this, this particular episode, one of the things that um, was striking for me is the notion of marriage. What's the, um, the conversation of what's our marriage ministry? You know, when she was inspired, when she went to that um, friend's funeral, or the her work colleague's um, partner's funeral. Because 
I wondered, you know, we think about our own relationships and what it does for us, obviously, that's where our focus is. But I'm curious about, like, what's the impact on others when they observe our, us in relationship with one another? And, like, well, what's the impact on others when they observe myself and Dan in relationship? What's the impact on others when you see the other people in relationship what's the impact on me and and it and the positive effect that it can have when i see particularly marriages that have been around for a long time or people in relationship who've been together for so long so successfully and so i love that notion of what's our marriage ministry or what's our relationship ministry because our relationship is within is between us but it also has an impact on the people around us and i thought that was really really powerful so i'm interested to hear what you have what thoughts you have about that so um you know i like to hear from you so what are you taking away and what are you taking on as a result of this episode so go to my facebook page or you can find me on instagram as shirley mccalpine and get in contact with me and let me know what 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 are you getting from it and what's and what do you think of this episode she's got drive is produced by cassandra voltolina the music is by the awesome or female band blonde the song is called circles until next time thank you so much for listening go well and stay well <laughs>